sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. What do Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, and Cody Bellinger have in common? To my knowledge, they haven't signed MLB contracts for the upcoming season. Will they soon? And could the Cardinals or Royals maybe get on the mix with a a late entrance into the free agent frenzy? We're going to talk about that coming up at 525 as we hope the talks of spring training can warm our frigid souls here on the big show. 875-KTGR to give us a call or a text. Something else that might warm the frigidity in our souls is a Mizzou basketball conference win. They could come up with one of those tonight at Mizzou Arena against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Will they? I don't know. We'll ask who you got here in just a few minutes. But before we do that, we got to do this because it's 5 o'clock. It's time for the Top 5 at 5 on the Big Show. Number 1. You want to trade away for curtain number 1? You can have curtain number 1. Yeah, this kind of has to be the week for Mizzou to get their first conference win of the season in men's hoops. Hosting Arkansas, your six-point favorites tonight. And then you're on the road at Vanderbilt this Saturday. You should be heavily favored in that one, too, because they don't have a conference win either. So if you're Mizzou, I, I think this is the time to do it. And, and why not start now? Because you got a home game. you got a chance to show out in front of home fans against a rival. I think you've got to make sure that, uh, that it gets done tonight. 7.30 tip, 7 o'clock, pregame start right here on KTGR from Mizzou and Arkansas men's basketball. Number two. Number two, your timing is impeccable. 49ers are still two-point favorites in the Super Bowl over the Chiefs. It's, it, the line's moved a lot. I still think it should be a pick em. It, You can go up and down the field, up and down the position groups, and you kind of have a lot of even Steven when it comes to the Chiefs having an edge here, the 49ers having an edge there. That kind of screams to me that it could be a pick em game. The total has come down about a point from where it started. Also, it's around 47 probably favors the Chiefs, too, so that would dictate you know, maybe some line movement there also, but that hasn't necessarily happened. It's very interesting how that line might move in the next week or so. Number three. three. Mizzou football reportedly has a new defensive line coach, Brian Early, from the University of Houston. Uh, Matt Zenitz of 24-7 Sports, the first to report that Early will be the choice to replace Kevin Peoples, who coached uh, edge rushers at Mizzou and was the Boyles uh, Award finalist for uh, for Mizzou as well goes to the best assistant coach in the country. Interesting to see how that'll go. Early has uh, coached up some really good defensive ends in his time. He also was at Arkansas State, and he's going to be coaching most likely Williams Winery, big time true freshman coming in uh, for Mizzou football this off season. We'll see whether he can get coached up well by uh, Brian Early. Number four. Oh, I sure hope this becomes official soon. It's not official yet, but it appears that the Orioles are being sold by uh, John Angelos and their family to uh, a new group, uh, Dave Rubenstein, and I believe Cal Ripken Jr. is part of the group, too. Angelos has been a dweeb of an MLB owner over the last few years or so. And also, it goes to show, $1.7 billion. Do not tell me that baseball is not a profitable business. Any baseball executive tells you that is lying to you. Number five. What is the five fingers? Say to the face. Stop. Keep showing out the senior bowl. Darius Robinson, Ennis Rakestraw, KAD, and Cody. The Big Show's top five at five on KTGR. 
875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. Javon Foster, too. He's looked very good at the Senior Bowl. You had a lot of names to fit into a short period of time because of how productive Missouri football was last year. They got a lot of pro prospects. And so Javon Foster, I did see a clip of him as well, just basically stonewalling a defensive end on one of those reps. Uh, But a couple of things. It made me laugh out loud. Calling Angelos a dweeb was very funny. Uh, made me laugh out loud, and it reminded me of, you say, oh, the the one time Bill DeWitt, he did ha- a, have a quote like four years ago or so where he said, During COVID. Uh, the industry, where he said the industry isn't very profitable, to be honest, and that was like, uh, that's kind of the one we keep coming back to. I don't know if he personally regrets that quote, but I, I wish he hadn't said it. The other thing that was funny was when you're talking about Mizzou basketball, and I think you said something to the effect of, why not start here? It's so good to kind of parallel that to Mizzou football. We're saying, hey, why, why stop, stop now? now? Why stop now? You know, why not we're on start top here? Of the world. <laughs> why not slogan? start here? That's a new one. January. It's only four months into the season or whatever. Why not start here? That was, you know, funny and kind of like a sadistic and unfortunate way. But it does yeah. lead to the point that Mizzou basketball could maybe win a game tonight. They're favored. So let's they enjoy that possibility. Uh, do you think they'll get it done? 875-KTGR, uh, give us a call or a text as uh, we get set for uh, from Mizzou and Arkansas in this game. Again, six-point favorites, which I'm, I'm a little surprised by. Ken Palm only has this as a three-point win for Mizzou as it stands right now. Has these two teams at kind of the same evaluation on the year. Mizzou, I believe, is 109. They actually got bumped up by not playing a game in the last few days or so. and. Woo! Arkansas, yeah, exactly. And Arkansas is one twelve. So I mean, they're around the same spot. I don't get the six points unless there's some more to the like inner turmoil going on with Arkansas. Like a lot of rumors floating around. Arkansas, I get it's a road game and that's tough, but they almost it's almost like they played better against Kentucky after having Devo Davis step away from the program. Maybe that settles some tensions. Whatever might be going on, and they played okay. Like they lost. But they they were split on the on the cover against Kentucky. I think they were six point underdogs. The finishing line. That's where they ended the game. And so now you go on the road. Maybe there's concern over being able to, I don't know, to be able to get up for a road game. But this Mizzou team is gettable. So I'm I am kind of surprised that you see that much of a of a discord between the Ken Palm lines, which typically sportsbooks will just basically look at Ken Palm and. Kind of yeah. scrub it by a point or two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's ours. Knows, right, yeah. He knows better than us. Like, cer- certainly early in the year, like those very beginning of the season matchups, they almost, they just basically verbatim copy Ken Palm lines for the most part. Uh, but now you see Mizzou getting a lot of credit, and I think it's interesting. I, what do you think that comes from that you find that differentiation between well, Ken Palm and, and the lines? Well, there's also this. I mean, Devo Davis, of course, the drama of him stepping away from the program. Right. There's maybe a little uh, drama. Also, I don't know if there's drama or not, but maybe a little bit with our old friend Trevin Brazil because he got hurt, and yeah. it doesn't look like I haven't seen anything definitive about today's game. He didn't play in the last game. He didn't play at Kentucky. Yeah, he was hurt he was there. Yeah, he was. I don't know was, if he was uh, in the arena or not. He didn't play. I know that. And muscle and Eric Musselman said uh, after the game that he was not close. Uh, I'm going to say yeah. if, if Musselman said he's not close, then he's not playing tonight, right, yeah. which which is a bummer because how fun would it have been to see, you know, the fan base get to kind of welcome him back? Like that was part of the rivalry when he goes to Arkansas and leaves. You're thinking, 
when he anytime he has to step back into Mizzou Arena, fans are going to let him have it every time he touches the ball. And like just to kind of see how he responds to that would have been interesting. I'm not, you know, whether it would have been better for Mizzou's chances to win, worse, I don't know. I guess it depends on on how he would have handled that kind of pressure. But it would have been certainly very interesting, if nothing else. And and I, I maybe no word on it, Andy, but I sincerely doubt he plays. If that was the word from Coach Track Pants uh, the other day, saying that he would, uh, yeah, would would be not close to a return. Yeah, Which means he probably look, is there's... not even in the arena. Why would you make the road trip if you're not right. even close? You know. I bet he's not there's, even here's there. the thing. I I've been trying to search for this, and there's a whole bunch of stuff out there and rumors. And well, I don't know. There's if a lot I of other wanna, stuff that, and I don't know if I want to air it out. But I don't think you want to air it out because we we no. don't know anything. And even if we did, it's not that's not, the, the stuff that's out there is not right, necessarily yeah. important to pontificate exactly. on. But I would say this: if you were trying to figure out whether or not Trevor Brazil was going to be active in this game tonight, you might get some 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 misleading information yes. on on social media of trying yes. to ascertain that information, I think you'll be unsuccessful. Especially with how Twitter is today. Yeah, you're going to get with some Twitter weird is stuff. Today, you're going to get some things that are not necessarily uh, accurate to, to the game report and to the injury status. Uh, but I would imagine that, again, if Musselman said he's not close, that's probably your tip to say, okay, he's probably, for a number of weeks, is going to be out with that injury and, as a result, may not even be in the building tonight when – when the, the Hogs take on the Tigers. We have Daniel texting in, uh, 875KTGR. Mizzou wins tonight, no question about it. Uh, should we talk about Brazil ducking Mizzou again? You can't make this up. Uh, and he said that that uh, that he traveled with the team. Did he uh, travel? Okay, so maybe he'll be there tonight. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, apparently on his, uh, and thank you, Daniel, for sending this, uh, sent a screenshot of uh, Trevin's Instagram, and he is on Mizzou Arena's floor. So, I mean, okay. So he'll be in the building tonight, and that will be a sight to behold. Again, (laughs) he said in here, I like the black seats. Yeah, we do too. They're nice. They're nice. Maybe he wouldn't have transferred if they would have had the black seats before. Desiree did the right thing, but previous iterations, I mean, Ah. that's probably... Did he say that he likes the seat color? He said he likes the... I like the black seats. I like them too. I think we we all like them. We could have... I mean... Uh, all joking aside, and we know that Trevin tore his ACL last year, right? So had yeah. had he not been at Arkansas, what if he plays a healthy season for Mizzou? How I, he probably helps that team even more. Maybe be some of the sort of size and rebounding presence that they didn't have on last year's team. Mm-hmm. Last year's team was great. Um, you probably don't lose to, to Princeton if you had maybe a little more. I can't say that they were a they were kind of a force of oh, nature. Oh man, is what, what would have been but, different? Are they a seven seed? Are they better? Nothing. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe nothing. You're right. Well, again, I just kind of I can have a little bit of fun with that. Right. But, um, yeah, interesting that he did make the trip if he's injured. Maybe he will play. I don't know. I assume he doesn't if Musselman had said what you said about, you know, not being really too close on the injury. Um, but I guess we'll see. If I'm him, wouldn't you want to play if you weren't, if you were sure. if you were able to physically? So, yeah. I don't know. We'll kind of see what that, what that ends up being. But, yeah, good find, Daniel, because I wasn't scouring the Instagram. Maybe I should have been. Um, but he did travel with the team, apparently. So uh, whether he plays or not, how do you think that maybe factors into Arkansas's chances? And and how does Mizzou defend home court tonight? I think that's what it's got to be about. Because they've had a number of games in conference play that were winnable I mean, on home court, and they haven't defended home court. Key word there, defended. I mean, play, play isn't that what it want? is? <laughs> maybe so. Isn't that what's happened down the stretch of these games when it hits the under-eight timeout? And they just cannot 
put everything together, and it starts on the defensive end. They have breakdowns. Uh, their rotations, for whatever reason, don't hold up for the final eight minutes of the game. Look, I think this team can hang with with Arkansas. They can out. They have out rebounded other teams that they have had statistical mismatches against uh, against their favor. They've out rebounded those types of teams. I don't know if I made sense there or not, but they've out rebounded better rebounding teams. Right. They can out rebound this team. We're hanging. Who is that against? A and M or somebody else? A and M, South Carolina. Like they, they did team. well in the rebounding margin against those teams. I don't know if they actually won the battle, but it wasn't a huge disparity I, against they, Pittsburgh. I thought they might have. Right. They, that early season non-con. They did. They can out rebound this team. I don't worry too much about that. I do worry about them falling apart in the final few minutes. We just have to see them close. It just has not happened over the last month plus. Just has have not been able to close these games. And so do you worry more about them falling apart defensively or offensively late in the game? Because for me, for me, it might even be offensively on that same tier because what we often see is just a bunch of ISO basketball and they don't have ISO players on this team. Like maybe Sean East can do it sometimes. East maybe Bates. Tamar Bates can At, do it sometimes. They can create their own shot. Nobody but else can. But can we not ask them to do If it's final four minutes and you're at the under four, I want Dennis Gates to say, play team basketball on offense. Move the basketball. Move your bodies. Be willing to, to play some pressure defense and maybe get something in transition. It's just I think they kind of clam up a, a little bit in the, in the final moments of games. We haven't even seen them been able to really get to the final minute of a game. It's like... In the possessions that that under four minute four minute three minute two, there it's kind of getting salted away at that point to where by the time you get to the last minute, it's about just you know you're fouling, you're trying to to hope they miss some free throws. The strategy on that hasn't even really been sound every time, in my opinion. So it, it's like, can you can you stay neck and neck even to get to those final possession or two situations? You you got to do exactly what you said, Andy. They got to do it defensively. Offensively, play team basketball. Don't abandon your principles and say you got to be the hero and, and just kind of rotate like it's a layup line because there's three people in the paint. You got to pass the ball to your teammates and play good team basketball. Uh, and that's got to be the, the case for 40 minutes, I think. Absolutely. 875 KTGR. Who wins tonight? Mizzou or Arkansas? Can the Tigers finally get that first SEC win? This is the week to do it. You're favored against Arkansas by multiple possessions and win against them you'll probably be favored on vandy i don't know if you will if you lose this game but i think you still will maybe not by as much it's a road game yes but it's vandy on ken palm are they pretty bad they are even worse they're 188 so they're they're down there okay yeah mizzou is going to be favored in that game almost regardless of what happens tonight right i i think this is the time to start and uh, again i'm looking at the you mentioned the team basketball aspect but when it gets down to it, you do have to ask for somebody to step up and say, all right, I'm going to make the shot. Yeah. And who feels comfortable on this team doing that, though? I think Sean East feels comfortable I doing so. it. Yeah. He's not afraid. He's got no fear. Yeah. Consistency is is going to be kind of the challenge with him. Can he consistently make the, the best read, or do you kind of go into one-track mind, I'm getting to the rim, even if the, the defense is set up in such a way that doesn't allow me to get there? Um, but then there's an element, too, of we've talked about how the disparity has been pretty present in terms of the fouls called and how I don't typically pin that on the referees. I pin it almost on the aggression, and it's got to be a balance of aggressive offensive basketball 
but also sensible in like, am I going to be able to get this call? Do I have the positioning to potentially draw the foul here when I drive? It's not just kind of drive recklessly. I think that's the combo that I would like to see from Sean East. Good free throw shooter. You know how I like a good free throw shooter. So if he's able to kind of have that level of impact on the game, Andy, uh, yeah, yeah, he's a guy. I want the ball in his hands. I just want them to play good team basketball as they're as they're setting up those final possessions in what we expect will probably be a tight game. Mizzou is an excellent three point shooter, not three point um, free throw shooting team, but they only get seventeen percent of their points from free throws because they don't get to the line. Because they don't get to the line, they're great when they get there. Even Connor Vanover is a great free throw shooter, but they don't get to the line. And you feel like Vanover, a guy could definitely get to the free throw line with, with the chances that he could get down low, but it just never materialized. It's almost like they can't believe it when they're open underneath. And yeah. they sort of, it's like, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to score a, a three point dunk right now or, or do the perfect layup. And it's just like, you just got to be confident in what you're doing. I think that's another thing that Aiden Shaw has really struggled with. He's had some moments where he's open for the opportunity. I've seen like one or two games this year where Aiden Shaw has done exactly that. Where the other team almost says, we're going to ignore Aiden Shaw and, and force him to be that guy, and he'll throw down three or four dunks. I want to see the minutes that he does get. I don't know how often he'll play. But when he's in there, I want to just see a confident Aiden Shaw because he's capable of it, Andy. He can do it. We we just haven't seen him consistently display that level of confidence uh, so far this season. All right, 875-KTGR. Uh, who you got? Mizzou or Arkansas tonight? In men's hoops, finally a chance for Mizzou to get a home game, a favorable matchup to get this first SEC win. Do you have your uh, predictions here, or do you have something else? Well, I do. I do. I will give my prediction here okay, momentarily. Right, I just right. wanted to head out to the KTGR text line because we got we got a shout out in from Molehole. He's on the way in. Oh, you know hey. Molehole is right. It's Randy it. Molman. Yeah, doing the uh, PA tonight. He says he's heading into town and uh, enjoying the show. Molehole, great. Great fella. I don't know how, yeah. how much interaction yeah. you've had with Randy, but I uh, wanted, wanted to make sure we shouted him out. Yeah, not much. But yeah, I think I'll, I call, I'll get a chance to, uh, to see him, so I'll try and I'll That's try what and he called his but, uh, yeah. radio show back in the day. I think he still may do a, an occasional radio yeah. show, Molehole. But um, all right, now that we've gotten the shout-out out of the way to the PA announcer, you want to go first or you want me to give you my score? Who you got? I'll give mine. Okay. I was going to say, it's dealer's choice. I'm willing to go. I'll, I'll put give myself mine. on the line. Okay. What do you got? Six point favorite. Seventy one to seventy. Mizzou wins. Oh, it's a tight one. It's a tight one, but Mizzou gets it done. Yeah. Ooh. What if both of these teams struggle a little bit offensively? Is what I'm wondering. They these teams could play in the eighties or they could kind of say, All right, is it the most pretty basketball game the entire way through? Maybe it's Arkansas's a not a great shooting team. No, so you're not. right. That's that's possible, but what yeah. was it? The Texas A and M game that was just downright disgusting, especially the first half. It was like twenty six to. Here's what they do get: they ridiculous. do get to the free throw line. Arkansas is a great team at earning free throw attempts. All right. Well, don't be don't be belligerent with your fouling habits. I'm right. gonna say though, it's a lower scoring game. Give me sixty six, fifty nine. Not only does Missouri win the basketball oh, game, they boy. cover the point cover. spread wow. in a but it's gonna be defensive. kind of another rock fight. I mean, is it defensive when everybody just misses easy shots? How do you Yeah, I, I mean it does matter I'm how almost, it looks, I suppose. I'm almost calling it an ugly game. This won't be uh this won't be a Picasso per se, but I'm gonna say Mizzou gets it done in a rock fight. And get 
maybe Vegas knows something that we don't. We looked at that point spread and said, I don't know. I don't really see it, but I'm going to say that maybe they're on to something and Mizzou wins it by seven. Well, now I'm curious what the total is for uh, for this game. Do you have that up? I mean, uh, it's probably way higher than that, but I will I will check out on it's one forty four and a half on unnamedsportsbook.com. Oh, so both so, of our scores would be under that. Yeah, so they so the the thought really? process there must be that the defenses are pretty bad. I mean, Andy, you pick your poison. You think bad offense or bad defense? And I think it might be a little bit of both, but that could still lead to kind of an ugly game. I'm, okay I'm even seeing it at 146 somewhere. Whoa. Well, college basketball totals will fluctuate more than like NFL. Those markets on yeah. NFL are pretty consistent For across sure. the board. Yeah, yeah. College basketball, you can maybe see some fluctuation. Yeah, a lot between. of different spots. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm seeing a bunch of different numbers know. there. I, again, they could it could be 82-80 and nobody would bat an eye. It, what type of, when you get a rivalry game like this between two teams that have had bad seasons, maybe they both step up their games because you can sense the opportunity for what has been a rarity getting a win in conference play. Maybe both teams put their A game out there, or maybe it's two teams that have kind of been down on their luck and it stays that way. That's sort of the the game script that I have predicted, but I do believe Mizzou gets off the schneid tonight and gets that first conference W, which is important, I think, as a confidence builder. You've got to feel it first before you can look ahead to, okay, what's next for us in this season? I like their chances to get it done. Yeah, and look, people who have bet against Arkansas in the past have done pretty well. This season, so I probably mean, so you're, you're because they probably, weren't supposed to be yeah. this terrible. Yeah, so I mean, with how your score looks, that would be a seven-point win and a cover, just barely. But hey, that'd be there. I'd, I think you got a good chance at that. But I think I'm it's tight. Curious. I think it's a tight. I think it's a tight uh, matchup. Oh, Andy, I just I you, I got curious because you mentioned that folks betting against Arkansas have done pretty well for themselves. The same can be said for those betting against Missouri because I don't well, think yes. either team was supposed to be quite yeah. this uh, this porous against the spread. I just looked up the numbers. Both teams are five and fifteen against the spread Whew. this season. So, in a All team right. that betters haven't been able to trust in a, in a matchup between those two such teams, Missouri is getting the benefit of the doubt on the spread. Whatever that means to you, I will leave it in the the, the court of public opinion. But that's that is at least the way it, it looks and, and should shape up going into tonight. Give us your score predictions for Missouri Arkansas tonight. 875-KTGR here on the Big Show at 523. All right, uh, we'll keep talking about that, and we'll talk some MLB free agency, or I guess lack thereof when it comes to activity. There's so many guys available out there. Can any of them fit the Cardinals or Royals for 2024? We'll talk about that on the Big Show next. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. What do got tonight? Mizzou or Arkansas? Finally. Can Mizzou finally get a conference victory? Tell us. 875-KTGR as we roll along here on the big show with Andy, Brendan, and producer Chris. Coverage of Mizzou and Arkansas here on KTGR. Tonight starts at 7 o'clock, so do not miss that. Yeah, I think it'll be a tight win. I honestly just picked it because I want to be entertained because I don't think either team will be all that entertaining getting to whatever point total they get to tonight. So give me a close game and a close Mizzou win to finally give something, some sort of spark. You know, got to get it. Be helpful. That would be helpful. But uh, you're going with a lower scoring uh, affair tonight. We didn't get producer Chris's. uh, What do you want mine for? uh, Because you're... I mean, you're on the show. You're here. I guess you're here. You know, 
Uh, but he has to take a call here. That's, that's all right. <laughs> Save what do you know? Phone. Save by the phone. Mighty convenient. Producer Chris. How about Maybe that? later. Maybe we got later. more show. You do have more show. I do want to get to, by the way, the dweeb John Angelos a little bit more at 545. You did oh, yeah. call him a dweeb, didn't yeah. you? So we'll get to that also at, at 545 if we have some more time. Uh, but let's go out to the KTGR hotline now. Uh, and let's get uh, let's get here on the phone. I'm trying to see tech, uh, Chris was telling me who was on the phone, and I'll make sure that I get the name right. Paul here on the KTGR hotline. Paul, what you got? Hey, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, Brendan, uh, first I want to make a comment, and then I'll do the free agent. If I were to describe the, the Cardinals' starting five as five Jamie Moyers, would that be correct? Oh boy! Really? I mean, I guess I mean, Jamie Moyer pitched for a long time, but if if you're talking about sort of end of career Jamie Moyer, like I'm assuming he had some years. I mean, oh, in the thirties, stats. You know, uh, yeah. In terms of his like late career, where he would give you some innings, and and he really did eat some innings, even into his forties, was a 200 innings guy. I think you've got a couple of those. I think Kyle Gibson is that way. I think they're hoping Lance Lynn can maybe even provide a little more thump in terms of strikeouts. In that regard, but from an innings perspective, you know, and Miles Michaelis kind of like that too. I do think Sonny Gray has more upside than than that. It can still be kind of a a guy that should hopefully challenge for Cy Young status, be like one of the top five or six pitchers in the NL. That's the hope, anyway, Paul. Well, I would be thrilled with that. Uh, the reason I say that is all five of them, for their age, had a lot of innings last year, and. Uh, I think that's very problematic to have five starting pitchers all over 35 who pitched a lot, 108. I think they all pitched about 180 innings last year, which nowadays is a lot. So I think they need more pitching. This guy from Toronto, RYU, I believe he used to pitch with the Dodgers. He fits the profile. He probably only one year, 10 million or something, because he's going to be 37 in two months, uh, that would give you six because I don't think these guys can make it a year. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Paul, here on the Big Show KTGR. I guess that's a worry. I don't have too much of a worry about it because you have that worry with a lot of other pitchers, don't you? Even the ones that aren't old. Not all of them hold up for a full season. You need guys to step up. There are some guys that can have spot starts here and there, right? But do you need one more free agent out there that can cover more of it? I don't know if Ryu would be the guy to do it either, right, Brendan? I would rather have a guy like Jordan Montgomery who's still out there and, you know, has some familiarity with this team, you know? Right? Well, here's a, here's kind of the way I look at that. Montgomery is still probably going to push $100 million for his contract if he gets a four-year, five-year, maybe even six-year deal i don't know what that's going to be kind of scary to think he's waited this long so maybe you know the market drives down on that price but i don't get the sense that jordan montgomery and the cardinals will be a reunion that happens and it's not any specific you know he hates the cardinals but it's just a sense i have that i don't think the cardinals are shopping in that bucket and i don't know that he's necessarily itching to come back to st louis Here's the other part. If you're talking about a free agent that's going to willingly sign on the dotted line to come to the Cardinals, he's going to look and say, well, you do have five starting pitchers that you're paying, right? Like, 
you've got five guys that you get at least ten million bucks from. Uh, why would I choose to sign in St. Louis if I'm going to be in competition for one of those five spots, right? Why would I want to become part of a six-pack when you know that five starters is what most teams are going to have? Uh, the one exception to what Paul said about the number of innings that those guys threw last year is Steven Matz because he only threw 105 innings because he was hurt. But the other guys, yeah, Michaelis hit 200, Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson all in that you know 180 range, give or take. And the hope is that all of them do it again. It is a fair question, Andy, of, okay, just because they did it last year at their age almost means they're probably going to have a couple of them that don't give you that type of innings load this year due to various injuries or whatever the case may be. But you can't really sell a free agent on that when you've got a full rotation, like the spots are accounted for. The answer to me would have been a trade for a prominent starter. And then you can tell Steven Matz, like, look, I know it's not what you want, but you're going to kind of start out as our our reserve sort of swing man, and you can step into the rotation if we need you. I don't think the Cardinals are, are going to have the the gumption to make the type of trade for a starter either. Maybe they'll they'll sign a guy that's sort of the swing man, and Ryu didn't pitch a bunch of innings last year either. I don't think they're going to spend $10 million on somebody. They might spend like $5 million on somebody, and I don't have a name to give you, but it's fair to wonder if they have the depth of pitching Andy, especially if innings, uh, injuries come into play, but they're kind of going with the notion of, Hey, these guys we signed are durable. Yeah, we'll see if that works out. Yeah, and and if you are looking to sign somebody that's around that ten million dollar range, where does it go? Like, it, not a starting pitcher, as you mentioned, not a position player. Most of those spots are pretty much filled. I mean, maybe you need a reserve guy, but not for ten million dollars, right? So I know some... what I would still do, but nobody they won't do it, and people may not agree with me. Well, is I there sign, are you saying relief pitcher or or is there a position player out there that you're looking at? And it's not ten million. That's part of it too. It'd be sure. more expensive than yeah, that. Yeah. But if you're going to spend on something, maybe it's risky because he's he's had some inconsistencies in the past. But you talk about upside and what the Cardinals need with the way their lineup shakes up. Cody Bellinger is still my answer. I know it's not going to ever happen. He's not a Cardinals Z kind of guy, right? Again, that's not ten million dollars. That's like twenty, well, that's why, isn't it? I just said that. I just said, yeah. I just said it's not ten. It's going to be more, and that's why it's not going to happen. Right? But, and you lose a draft pick, don't you? Because he turned down a qualifying offer, and that I think also that's part of it. Probably right. I think that's probably right, and I would still do it because what he brings is stability to center field, left-handed hitter can hit right-handed pitching, left-handed power, and like it, it lets everything else flow perfectly. And they're going to try to put Tommy Edmond into that role. Not saying that he can't do it, but it sure makes your lineup better to have that sort of. I mean, Bellinger's a top five hitter in your lineup, and you've already got a pretty good one through five. So that would really make your lineup kind of sing on paper. And then when you do have the inevitable injury or two, I think you can slot everybody in appropriately. They will never do it. It's what I would do personally, and I would pay to do it. I know it's going to be costly to sign him. That is what I would do. We're not going to see that. And then as it pertains to a $10 million contract for somebody, um, if you're a starting pitcher, you're signing a $10 million, contract, $10 million contract somewhere that you think you're going to be in their rotation. And I just don't think that St. Louis will be appealing to free agents in that way because they kind of got their five sort of set in stone, at least when fully healthy. So it's a, it's tricky. I agree with what honestly will happen, if anything, is another reliever, Andy. And that may not – they may say, hey, we're good with what we have, which is weird because there's a lot of good pitchers out there and a lot of good players out there unsigned in the market. I have no idea if this is even possible. I don't know if he's on the Cardinals' radar at all. Probably not. Okay. What about Liam Hendricks? 
What's his health situation? He played last year, right? Did he? Yeah. He, he did not play he the whole like year. Injury. Did yeah. not play the whole year. Are you talking about but injury his or his health condition? No, no, his health condition he came back from. He came right? back Didn't from. He, yeah. Yeah, but I thought he had... Um, oh, another... I thought he had a... Yeah, he mm-hmm. had Tommy John after coming back from cancer. That okay. was in August that he had Tommy John. All right. So... Just kidding. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to turn down the Liam Hendricks play. Just kidding. On a on, on a technicality of all right. His his arm be broke, so that would be the technicality. Well, very good. Would, would Thanks for that. On. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a, yeah. I mean, a reliever that you throw five or six million dollars to would be kind of cool for the Cardinals. Matt Barnes. Could, you know what? What was he up to? Yeah, with all these relievers, you got to look at it and go: Are they healthy? Did they just have a surgery that, yeah, that I didn't I know mean, about? It's all that. So it, it's um. It's rough when you Google Matt Barnes and a uh, basketball player comes up. I don't think the Cardinals need that guy. But no. the pitcher, the pitcher, how'd he do last year? Yeah, five and a half ERA. That sounds about right. Yeah, they could bring in somebody like that. Somebody on a reclamation project. They've been dumpster diving a little bit. They brought Josh James in. Remember, Josh James uh, pitched a pretty good year for the, the Astros one year, number of years ago. It's been yeah, a while. it was. But, he was he was supposed to be a starter, then went down to reliever, and of course he had like a million strikeouts. Yeah, but he didn't like get anybody out. So that was like four years ago, and the Cardinals were saying, "Hey, maybe we can maybe we can fix him." But those are the types of moves that I think they're more inclined to make. Just bring in the dumpster dive types of moves. If you bring in six of those guys, maybe one of them pans out and can help round out your bullpen. Um, Cardinals fans may not love to hear that that's the kind of status quo, but I think it sort of is. Uh, and if something falls into their lap on a on a reliever for a year or two, and they do have to pay him a few bucks, they'll do it. But only if it's the right fit. They could spend more. It's they they haven't met the th- the threshold that we sort of thought they would at the beginning of the off season. They talked a big game, and and it seems like that's not going to be what happens. Which really sucks because the market is falling into such a a pattern that it could be possible to maybe get a good deal on somebody if they were willing. Yeah, and uh, you're so close to spring training that you got to. Really make these decisions soon. So. Cardinals don't like to 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 draw it out. Although they did with like a Corey Dickerson a couple of years ago, that was like a one year five million dollar deal that happened right at the onset of spring training. So I guess anything's possible. Well, who who do you think would fit for uh, for the Cardinals or heck even the Royals because they have been spending this off season, and I kind of liked some of the moves that they made to at least supplement some areas and try to put something serviceable out there on the field. I mean, they they went out and got Hunter Renfro. They got uh, Garrett Hampson. Now I in like their Michael Waka. Michael Waka, yeah. That's one that I really like for yeah. them. I mean, the, the Chris Stratton now in, yeah, the, uh, in the bullpen. Will Smith is in there, too. I mean, uh, Seth Lugo was kind of their... Was he's their, their other man big, kind of guy, you know? right? He'll so, probably pitch. And he was fine last year. He's up there in age. But, again, you're you're talking about just putting something out there on the field that folks can somewhat attach to. And, I mean, it, it, I give him credit for trying, if, if we're being honest. So do I. And I like that you said Seth Lugo is up there in age because he'd be one of the younger starters on the Cardinals. But that is... <laughs> he is 34, if anybody's He's wondering. Yeah. Cardinals have a couple 36ers. Yeah. Miles Michael is 35. Yeah. Um, the young pup of the group is Steven Matz. I think he's only like 33. He's 33, yeah, I think. Yeah, so... And then Sonny Gray is 34. Can he buy liquor yet? Matt, 
Uh, he can buy liquor. He can rent a car. He, he actually doesn't turn 33 until May. So Ooh, he's really okay. a, a young type young in the car rotation. Are we sure he's built for this? Man. Is he still on his parents' insurance? <laughs> I, I haven't asked him. I don't think I don't think you can be in that 26 is the cutoff. Yeah, oh. maybe that maybe that's the other thing about producer Chris. He's not twenty six because otherwise he would have he would know that. that he can't I'm, be on his I'm, I'm narrowing anymore. it down, baby. I'm narrowing it down. Well, it could be anywhere between fifteen and twenty six, I suppose. I think child account. labor laws suggest he's got to be more than fifteen, right? I don't know. No, I, I think, think least, I think fifteen. You're fifteen. Yeah. You're in the clear. Yeah. I think he's in his. He's probably in his twenties. But like. Younger than me, maybe younger than twenty six. I'm going to zero in on that on that age one of these days. Some way we're going to figure it out. All right, eight seven five KTGR. What do you think the Cardinals or Royals could do very late in the free agency period? But I mean, there's still a bunch of guys out there that are yet to be signed. What's going to happen during this next, I guess, half month before spring training? With some of these big names, that could be really interesting to follow. We'll talk about that. And uh, up next, I, I really do think I need to say more about this John Angelos stuff because, my gosh, I'd be so glad if he ends up not being a majority MLB owner anymore. That's next after this live local sports center. You're listening to the Big Show podcast on KTGR.com. Tell us who you got, Missouri, Arkansas, and tell us if there are any available free agents out there for the Cardinals and the Royals that could potentially fit with either of those teams and maybe help them out in 2024 because free agency has been just going at a snail's pace this MLB offseason. 875-KTGR, call or text us, and, I mean, it's probably going to make for some interesting uh, next few weeks right before spring training as those teams start to file into their respective spots, they know that they have to get their finalized rosters at some point, and now's the time to really make those moves if you're looking at any of those free agents out there. But I don't know, Brendan, if, if by this point these huge names have not been taken off the board, are they ever going to be taken off the board? Like, Is Clayton Kershaw going to have a team next year? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think Clayton Kershaw will probably just go back to the Dodgers on like a one-year Modified yes, deal, and they yeah. they spent so much of their money in deferrals that they could probably afford to spend a little bit more. But they have invested majorly. The Dodgers have in this off season, and you typically think about these big name players like, all right, they're probably going to go to one of those deep pocket large market teams. But the Dodgers have done a lot of that already, so I don't know that they're just going to like sign a Montgomery or a Blake Snell. I feel like Montgomery's best spot is to go back to the Rangers, but I don't necessarily know how much they would be willing to spend. Like, if I'm the Rangers, would I do five years and $75 million or something for Jordan Montgomery? Sure. Heck yeah, $15 million a year. But, like, I would think he would get more than that. The offseason began with reports that Cody Bellinger wanted $200 million. I don't think he's getting that, but remember a few years ago, or maybe it was even as recently as last year, when all those shortstops signed they all still kind of got their money. It just took a while to have right. it happen. Yeah. So I think the big names are going to get theirs. The guys like Kershaw that have an obvious place to go back to are going to get his, and it's just probably going to be with the Dodgers, like always. But like they're going to be that, that mid-tier free agent that's going to have to probably take a one-year deal rather than the multi-year deal they were hoping to get, and that's where I would like to see a team like the Cardinals say, you know what, we didn't spend like we said we were going to, and so let's do right by the fans and – when an opportunity falls into our lap, take advantage of it, even if it is in spring training. Yeah, we'll see if that ends up happening. But 
I I just hope that we see some sort of movement in the next few weeks and get some excitement going for the start of spring training, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's not a half a month away. It's less than two yeah. weeks before, you know, pitchers and catchers report, to my understanding, it's like the the day or two days Almost after. Here. Yeah. Yeah, the Super Bowl, it's like right after that. So, right. yes, it's coming soon, at least for the Cardinals and other teams, I presume, as well. Well, speaking of baseball, okay. it appears that there's uh, going to be a big sale going down Ooh. for one of the teams. Baltimore Orioles being sold. Uh, you going to buy them? John Angel? No. Uh, oh. But if I could, I would. I got but some in my I back cannot. pocket. I can... um, John Angelos is selling to, uh, to David Rubenstein. Uh, it's it, it's kind of a multi-person group, too. I believe Cal Ripken Jr. is part of this ownership group that is now buying the Orioles. So that's cool uh, to get Cal Ripken back in the organization and uh, and have him be a part owner. Uh, but it's being sold for one point seven five. Or one point seven two five billion with a B dollars. That's the Baltimore Orioles, by the way. One point seven billion. Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Please don't tell me that baseball doesn't make money. If the Orioles oh. sell for one point seven bill. No, stop it. Any exec that tells you otherwise is bold face lying to you. Like come on. <laughs> Yeah, it's a nice little, nice little pay, nice little payday. To sell yeah, the for team. one, John Angelos, who, by the way, told the the governor of Maryland two months ago, "Yeah, I'm not selling the team. No, we'll keep owning this team." Huh? And now, guess what? Golly, I just, uh, I'm glad this guy's not going to be an LV owner soon. Oh, it's not official yet. Like there can be some smoke and mirrors with this, nah, but the fact that there's a number and there's a person buying it like yeah it's probably going to go through as long as the owners approve it and they should um and i think it's probably good for orioles fans too because they're they have so many incredible prospects yes. like spend a little bit and then maybe not even like spend on free agents but keep the core yes give those guys extensions when the time comes maybe now like the atlanta braves always sign their guys early get those deals done so that the the orioles fans can can root for this core for many many years to come and not just until they age out of of you know being uh, available to be cheap labor, you know that so that right. could work out for O's fans. We'll see. Because again, the, going into this year, they're still going to have one of the lowest payrolls in Major League Baseball. It's only going to be like above like eighty million or something. And they're going to be very competitive yeah. because they had a very they intelligent baseball ops department. And they haven't even done. They also together. have almost done nothing in free agency. They've signed Craig right. Kimbrell, and that's it. But they still have a lot of really. Good pieces. They should be right but near they, the top of the division again. They could use a Blake Snell or a Jordan Montgomery. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's the team that what was their kind of their lacking a little bit late last year was well, what's their playoff rotation going to be? They got yep. some nice pitchers, but they don't have they don't have that dude, right? I'm throwing a bag of cash at Blake Snell if I'm them. Of course, the ownership they're gonna they're gonna come up with reasons not to do it because the new group will. Not being well, sold yet, et cetera. You, but you should. I have more hope with it. this sale that that will be different because Angelos in was the one years. that was. Yeah, in future years, Angelos was the one that was tightening the belts. No, we're not going to spend big time. Uh, and and last year around this time, he got testy with a reporter who asked about financials and stuff like that, and rubbed me the wrong yeah. way because these owners, gosh, cover up everything. Um, but. 
I think this owner, it seems that, you know, he's a multi-billionaire dude, and, I mean, it should have the money to spend and make this team better. And the fact that Cal Ripken is maybe part of the group kind of steers that in the right direction, saying, look, man, you want to bring it back to a time when this team was competitive and uh, right near the top of Major League Baseball, this is what you got to do. So getting a baseball guy in that ownership group also helps, I think. Yeah, I think it could help too to kind of sell on free agents and say like, "Hey, I'm I'm part of this, and you've heard of my name before." So maybe that's a, right. a good selling point for free agents. Five seven three eight seven five KTGR. If you want to get in the mix with a call or a text on the topic, uh, George texted in that for the Cardinals adding Matt Carpenter caused me to give up and refuse to watch. Well, that's not what you want to see. I don't know. Matt we'll Carp? If, if the, that was your, that, was your that was the point? final straw. Like the dude's only going <laughs> that broke the Campbell's back. Like, come That's on. That's what he said, man. You said you're not watching Big Carp in 2024? Please. Some people were fired up Get him about off that. my screen. He's not going to be uh, a starter. Like, what the? No, but, but some people thought that maybe you sign, like, a Jock Peterson or somebody uh, to a Ooh. bench deal and have him be valuable, have him have a purpose, whereas Carp, people are, are not necessarily okay. believing that All there right. will be an on-field impact. I, it's Bryce a weird thing to get mad in. about, but fine. Yeah. It is. It is. I wanted to get to Bryce, though. He had a 68-64 win for Missouri tonight. On the hardwood against Arkansas. The hardwood. That's possible, right? The, the hardwood in Fargo where they can sports bet in oh, person, but not on not Not on the, uh, the, the online. Now uh, the bookie's got to no. see your shame yeah. when you clock in At, that 20-leg uh, parlay. In Missouri, it's zero in Missouri. You can't do it either way. So, But I just, you know, 68-64. Bryce is calling a dub. I called the dub. Did we get Chris's score? The he, he the phone saved yeah, him last time. Yeah, he did, did save him. You yeah, gotta get it right now. Nobody's calling. I see the phone lines are empty. You give your score. Yeah, I've been really thinking about this all day, and I'm trying to figure out what kind of score that I want. Oh shoot, what happened? You still have time. Oh darn! You can talk over this. Give it. Uh, fifty-nine, fifty-five Tigers. Oh I god! Yay, it's a sweep. <laughs> nobody it's an gets. Ugly win. Nobody gets to sixty. Oh no! I'm not looking forward to that. Thanks for joining us. We're back tomorrow from 4 to 6. Again, coverage starts at 7 o'clock for Mizzou men's basketball against Arkansas. Can they get it done? We'll find out. He's Brendan. He's producer Chris. I'm Andrew. We're up for now.